0: Welcome to the Wildflower Bee Farm Podcast, I'm Hank Sveck. This podcast is about helping you uh, learn and understand the different trials and tribulations of converting a 50-acre farm back to nature and a honeybee sanctuary, and how we struggle to continue to be servant beekeepers. Here's this week's episode. This is Hank from the Wildflower Bee Farm. I wanted to uh, throw this out to all the Australian beekeepers out there that have followed and been so kind and all of you dealing with what you're dealing with, with the Varroa mites. And I've only been at this technically for five years and I don't know very much and probably never will, but I'll just share a little bit of what I learned. And just remember, I'm a trained psychologist, retired, who takes all that stuff and applies it to human behavior. And I'm also an investment guy. So I, I have a look at what's happening and I've been watching on Instagram and reading the papers about what's happening in Australia. What's frustrating is you're kind of going through the same things I think most people who um, care about bees did in North America, industrialized countries. Everybody has varroa mites. And the question comes up, what do you do about it? It seems we've missed in in government and people doing regulations are pushed here and there. And you have livestock beekeeping, livestock beekeeping, huge industrial beekeepers. And then you have uh, folks like us who are what we call servant beekeepers and other beekeepers who have a hive or two or maybe it's a small business and they rely on it for their living, but they take care of it themselves. So single um, proprietary kind of beekeepers where you do all the work yourself all the way up to the industrial ones. We know that there are three prime examples. uh, Well, first of all, let's look at, uh, I'm going to put this up on my audio part of my podcast, uh, Wildflower Bee Farm. So if you're um, you know you're sick of this or it's too much for Instagram just go listen to that if you'd like um, and I probably should do that anyway because I don't think this format is for this but I'll, I'll give you the quick the three items the first is you need to check out the Darwinian black box technique just google that and it'll give you some information uh, and a great history of uh, bees adapting to rural mites the second is there's been some science come out of Cuba forget Cuba politics and all that when they had mites, they couldn't do anything about because they couldn't get any of the treatments. So they uh, went so They didn't have any treatment at all, and see, and try to figure out um, how these folks in this country, beekeepers, because we're all beekeepers. If, it doesn't matter if it's Russia, China you know, Cuba, United States, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, we're all in this together when it comes to bees, thankfully. Bees sort of cross all political lines, but, but read about Cuba and ask the experts there, the experts, and, and I've got a PhD, and, and frankly, there are more idiots with PhDs than, um, than there are anywhere else on the planet, but ask them how they would explain Cuba, the Cuba experience, how they didn't do any treatments, they didn't, you know, kick down walls and, and, and kill hives of owners, and how that all of a sudden ended up becoming a good thing. Um, So you've got the uh, bee box, the Darwinian uh, black box. You've got what happened in Cuba. And the other one is, I believe it's called Bee Weaver in Texas. There was a family that owned a livestock beekeeping operation. The brothers split and one went off to treatment free now has apparently over a 1,000 hives and never treats his bees for varroa mites. And I always ask myself, how is that possible if it's going to kill all their bees if we don't treat them with pesticides? I should also say from my personal experience, remember, I've only been at it for five years. And we're, we are, thankfully I discovered, well, un- unfortunately I discovered the um, the um, Darwinian uh, black box technique after I failed my first two-year attempt here, basically. Um, because I was trying to do things without using some proven techniques that have been proven to, to help with this. Um, but I was using and have used in the past all the treatments you've probably heard about. I tried to focus on what were called organic treatments of high concentration. So formic acid, um, thymol, and then uh, a product came out based on hops uh, the hops they use in beer, which I thought, hey, this is pretty cool. Maybe this will help my bees too. But I killed more queens with that. I think I killed three queens when I used the hops concentration because the liquid dripped down and actually uh, smothered or, or smelled up some. It's highly, highly, the, the smell just wipes you out. So anything of high concentration. So I don't do that anymore. We've been two, two years now. We're going into our third uh, year with some of our bees without treatment. And I know we're going to lose a lot this year. This is a year, I'll just give you the personal background. We have um, uh, going into the winter probably with 45 hives. Um, If we come out with 20 or 15, I'll do cartwheels. I can't do a cartwheel, but I'm going to try because that will be incredible. The basic theory behind what we do is we use a lot of the, if it's been proven to help bees, we try to do it. For example, Sealy Determined. That if you separate your hives by space, you get less drift, which means if one hive has a high concentration of mites or other disease, they're not going to do a lot of drift and move into your other hive. We do um, wool blankets, and we're, we're also very much into what has been proven. And I can read science, and I kind of understand it, and there's a lot of BS in it, which I understand, so don't fall for that. So I'll cut short, this was sort of a special thing. I just wanna tell you, my thoughts are with you, but please, let's try not tell, if you can tell your government people not to um, engage in the mistakes that all the other countries on the planet have done. Because right now what's happening in North America, as you know, probably, we're starting to experience super mites. And the most amazing book, I've told you about some articles that, that I continue to work on, is Charles Darwin's 1859, Origin of Species. Regardless of what you think about it, regardless of your religious affiliation, there are aspects of that book that if some of our government people read, I think they would start to understand why most of the things that they are doing are not going to help. And if they hear that evidence, uh, for example, what I talk about with Cuba, with um, Bee Weaver, with the um, Darwinian uh, black box technique. If they ignore all that, then they're idiots. Because in the end, what you're doing is you're pausing what's going to happen, which is you'll have super mites. Regardless of what you do, you're gonna have significant loss, but you'll be spending more money. You'll be uh, doing harm. I believe we do harm when we use a lot of the stuff that's out there. It's just my opinion. Okay, so it's just my opinion. I just want you to know, our thoughts are with you Australian folks. Never been to Australia, but sounds like an amazing place. Uh, if there's anything we can do, you can reach out at Wildflower Bee Farm and I'll email you. I don't know very much. I think probably after five years, maybe 2% of what you have to know about bees, I might know. So if you flip a coin, that means I'm at 52%. So I'm probably 48% wrong on everything I've said in this podcast, but it is what it is. Thoughts are with you. Your bees are tough. That's the most amazing thing to remember. And the other thing is is try to maintain your level of happiness through all of this. It's a very difficult thing because I don't think people understand that that honeybees for us are very much like the family pet or the family dog or cat or something that's really close to the family. And I know my fifty hives. I walk them every day. I spend hours a day <clears throat> studying videos because we're research private research um, idea, excuse me. So for me, they're like my family, and that's why this is so emotional. All the best, talk soon. You can get a free copy of our book, What Grandpa Learned From His Honeybees, by just going to our website, wildflowerbeefarm.com, click on the newsletter button, subscribe, and you get a free copy of our book, Do It Today. What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees. Just go to wildflowerbeefarm.com. Subscribe to our newsletter today.